Hey guys, welcome back to the show. And um, following that narrative of just doing more bold stories today, here is an episode that is quite uh, bold. It just talks about female friendships and how sometimes it's not organically formed. I think when you get to a space in your life where you realize that, okay, um, there's something about this person that I'd like to explore or there's something about this person's journey that I can, um, in a way, get some encouragement from. And so um, this is Tolu. She lives in Denver. And um, the very first part of the episode you hear, I just, I'm conversing with her boyfriend and just talking about, this is a, particular, it's a distinct laughter she has. Uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, do we need to call the ambulance or something like that? And you get to hear it during the show. And um, so enjoy the show then. Thank you. Hey, therapy. <laughs> There's nothing everyone listens to. Am I, no I going to get the, the two-layer laugh from you? Is okay. The and the soprano one. That I All got? right. I think I got one today. Right? Oh, I got one. Oh yeah. Do you know what? Oh, have you ever heard me laugh like that before? The way I laughed at dinner yesterday. I was of worried. I yeah. Grand Lake, Colorado. You oh yeah. So hard I got an asthma attack. Asthma. I did actually. I don't know. I just broke his life. Was so deep, and I started. I like. I started wheezing. And I've never seen my seven years of being in Denver ever had to go that. And, and you gave your woman somebody, an asthma I know. Right. It made me. It so made me. Talk about smothering love. Oh, <laughs> get your reputation there. Yeah. Just go away. Okay. Hey, you can actually, f- you can feel free to, you know, you can sit down. You can, no, don't sit down. I'm hiding you from <laughs> the world. I'm hiding you from the world. Be within here in this dance. Don't be within here in this dance. Before I give myself away. Who are you going to believe? The woman you're with or the woman that's going to be gone on Monday? <laughs> I don't have any skin in this game. Oh, okay? you don't have any skin in this game. I have game. no skin of course in this game. You do. I do not. And I speak selflessly, of course, as always. Of course. As always. I am, you know, quite the Jesus girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I got that laugh. <laughs> it's like Chewbacca. It's like Chewbacca. <laughs> Hello everyone, I am Marcibel and this is the Marcibel Podcast. Before we get started, I need to like assess like your your condition. I prayed already. I said a prayer for you. Take for me. me to my Zen mode. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, how do you how do you oh feel God. now about like just before we get started? Because I kind of have this feeling that it's gonna be quite a, a deep like. It's gonna get deep. Yeah, of course. I like it deep. You know? I like it deep. <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. We're still talking about the podcast, right? Oh yeah, I know yeah. the podcast. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go deep. Oh yeah, we're gonna go deep in the and podcast. In the podcast, yeah. Yes. So I just feel like it's very good to get like a pre assessment so I could compare that with a post. Okay, post assessment. Okay, I use this about your dissertation, dear kinda, researcher. Kinda. And then <laughs> the intervention here will be the podcast. Oh my goodness. Okay. How much of a change is gone? Like yeah, before and after. And yeah. So yeah. how do you feel just you know doing it? Are you be, uh, being nervous? I, I don't think, want to put I think my p values are actually significant right are they tending towards significance or are they quite significant I think they are balanced it's like a bell shaped curve okay so it's par- it's a it's a, um paranormal distribution um kind of skewed to the right oh so mm-hmm. okay Mm-hmm. That means the mean is higher than the median. That is, I'll take that. That'll be abs- yeah. I'll that, take that. that I'll take and that. I think that's a good startup. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. I think I can work with that. 
Because <laughs> I just started going and using research language. I say paranormal. Like, what is happening with these people? <laughs> paranormal. I'm like, yeah, I think I have a files called X Files. No. <laughs> All right. No. So, um, I, I'm ready when you are. I am ready to. So, oh, Jesus, put the right words in my mouth. <laughs> I said I should not worry what's. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Multiple Podcast. This is a podcast about culture and cultural nomads designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. I'm your host, Mosibo, Nigerian-born, U.S. educated, blah, 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 <laughs> intellectual. I've been told struggling not to say struggling anymore. Well, my mom said not to say struggling anymore. Okay. You know how my mom can get spiritual be about positive. stuff. So, yeah, she said to be positive that I'm not struggling. So um, I have posed a challenge to my listeners if you can come up with the right, you know, <coughs> word to replace that, I'll be more than grateful. Anyways, um, today we're kind of doing something a little bit different. This is actually my first live show since I got new equipment. Yay! Yay! And I flew all the way to Denver, Colorado yes! to do this, to get the story. My high city! <laughs> okay, she's going to be busting out a lot of opera moves, so <laughs> heads up, people. And um, this is, well, let me just give you a little background about this person. When I think about female friendships and just how it can evolve and how growth in, in, in two directions coming from the two people can make you find yourself somewhere in the middle. And this is how I would describe my relationship with this person. So we went to college together. She's um, a doctor and I was in, um, in pharmacy school and she was in medical school. But it was the same campus. We had like a you know, circle of friends. It's such a way that if we could draw like Venn diagrams around our friends, they would go, they would be, the circles would just be hidden all the time, like, you know, like that. But I just, you know, I just thought, you know, my impression about her was like, she's weird, you know, she's strict, <laughs> she's, she's, Very um, strict. she's, uh, she's like, I don't know, like, I, I just avoided her as much as I could. But we found ourselves working together. But Sounds like I told, like I said, she has one thing I will always say about her, you know, that hasn't changed. It's just how much of a strong work ethic she has. She's someone that you can depend on as far as, you know, getting things done. But I just thought that relationally we couldn't, you know, vibe. But in life, um, should I say Christ or Jesus has a way of just playing, you know, these um, jokes on you, baby. The jokes on me. Because um, she reached out to me, I think, about six years ago or so, or seven, maybe eight years ago while you were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, um, mm-hmm. I'm planning to come to grad school. I know you're in grad school. Can you provide tips? And of course, you know, I always want to help anybody, whether we, you know, we gelled or not. So I gave her tips on how to, you know, ace her visa interviews. And all of that. And she got it. And the rest is says history. And I have kept in touch with her, like, you know, just, you know, on the focus. It wasn't deep, deep because I you know I, I just thought to myself, we couldn't go deep, you know, just because <sighs> of how weird I thought it was. And, um, but I've got so to know. So wrong about me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that Brett Denning song. Because you were wrong, wrong about wrong me. About you. The story here is that once you get to know people, once you get to love them, it's be very hard for you to judge them. And if you haven't walked in a mile in someone's shoes, if you haven't put yourself in just how they grew up and the experiences that formed their life, yeah. And an example of that would be, you know, for some of my friends, they might probably think I'm highly strong. And even comparing my relationship with my husband, like I used to be a mess, but he surpassed all of that. And you know, I mean, he always says, "I always choose you, baby." And I, I always also think, choose oh, you, oh, baby. Or even like the way Jesus, you know, you know, paid Aww. for our, 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 our sins and all so that sweet. because he saw something in us. And you 
taught me that like you know that people there's so much that when we see people behave somehow or we see some exhibitions yeah unless you go behind the scene and really understand because now that i know you i love you like, i love you like a sister and i feel like from that place of understanding i get to know you better so this is my friend oh she's a bit whimsical don't let her you know <laughs> Don't let this all of this fool you. She's as introverted as can get. So I'm one, I'm in one of her manic moods, which is kind of good for me because I'm, I'm kind of high, high on sugar, sugar right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so thank you, sugar. Starbucks. I know. <laughs> so um, this is Tolu. Uh, should I say Dr. Tolu Oyewumi? She is um, Nigerian, but she's been living in the state of Colorado for a while. Mm-hmm. And she's quite different. She has a, she has an MPH degree. And she's actually um, friends with my husband as well. And we've come a long way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's also a published um, researcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, FYI, people, she has a publication in the New England Journal of Medicine. Yes, babe! I yes. always tell myself that if I ever make it to the New England Journal of Medicine or to Nature, I'm going to quit my job the next day. I'm going to be like... Hasta la vista, baby. I'm out of here. But, you know, she's she's also passionate about motivational leadership. She is someone that has, you know, gone through a lot. She has survived a lot of adversities. And we're going to hear some of that today. I'm sure I'll be grad school and the way she grew up. And we have so many things in common. Yeah, And it took a, a mutual friend who we're not talking to anymore. Well, <laughs> who's not talking to us anymore? <laughs> okay, wherever you are, call us. Call Okay, so okay. are you good? Oh, Should we get yeah. you some water? No, yeah, okay. Okay, so um, it mm-hmm. took it took that friend to kind of say, because I opened up to that friend about a problem I was having, yeah. and she was like, "Hey, I think you need to call Tolo," and I'm like, "Tolo, like, why would you mention her name?" She's like, "I think you should. I can't tell you a lot about it because you know, she told me that in confidence, but you know, uh, you need to tell, you need to reach out to Tolo, and then I did. Oh, thank you so much." <laughs> Focus. <laughs> I'm just gonna sip my water right now. <laughs> so, anyways, um, this is um, Tolu, my friend, and I, um, I when I say I call you my sister, it it wasn't easy for me to do, you know. And this is me eating my humble pie because <laughs> I have learned a lot about just you know um being too quick to you know jump to conclusions mm-hmm. and judge people, and I think that's also helped me with being more open minded. So mm-hmm. you will always be that person that, like, when I think about you and our relationship, but how far we gone, we've come. Sorry, it's a reminder of that. So, anyways, thanks for coming on the show. Today. Thank you, Doctor Tolany. Tolany, call me Mel. Okay. So I'm glad. Well, I'm glad this is finally happening because we've been trying to get this together for a while. I know, and I can't believe my eyes that I have the rare honor of having to do this in person and not uh, virtually. So yeah, thank you so much yeah well i'm i'm glad to be here thanks for um i know when i said when i eventually said okay i think i need to go see this person <laughs> you know because i don't i don't like to pluck myself anyway for just anybody Ooh. i'll let you know that like i think you've earned that special place in my heart to say okay i can because my weekends are very precious I'm oh yeah something on the weekend oh, wow. but you know i'm glad to be here and it's, been, it's been time oh, <laughs> it's been time what what what's well spending and yeah. um so where do you even get started Let's start with the, let's just go right into it, you know. So, when I said, you know, we have something in common, and what made me really 
have a deeper love for of this person is just when she opened up and told me, you know, this is what I've been going through, and I just realized that, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And that resonated with me because when, when I tell people my story, they go, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I think every one of us will have this kind of stories where people say, I have no idea, you yes. know? And, and it's the daddy issues, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, for those that have been listening and be following my updates, I'm at a place now where I'm talking, to, well, I'm, I was never not talking to my dad. <laughs> but we have an adult relationship where I don't have to feel like I need to cut him off my life because, you know, that's the way he was with me growing up. Yep. I've come to a place of, you know, just letting go and letting God and just understanding that he didn't know any better and I didn't know any better. Yep. But she's totally still at that very edge where I know there's a breakthrough coming, mm-hmm. but she's, I think if I'm like, you know, um, five miles, you're, I'm yeah. like five miles away from me, kind of yeah. like you're almost close. Yeah. And I wanted to encourage you the way I would have wanted to be encouraged. Okay. And so even in talking to you and I realized, oh my gosh, like this is toxic, you know? Yeah. This is, can you just tell us how you grew up and how that oh, okay. your, your life as uh, a female? And she's the first man as well. So yeah, I love her story, you know, eclipsed mine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what a life we have. Yeah. Right, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right that a lot of times we look at people from afar and we just judge them by what we see. And just like the analogy of an iceberg, you see what is on the outside, just like the tip of it. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going on inside. Exactly. And I think that because of my experience and just putting that going through my childhood from like being a teenager to being in high school to being in med school and even being a physician and i know people might not believe this but i was actually bullied throughout my life for being different and i remember even when i was a young girl where i felt like you know i was always different but i wasn't really sure why i responded to things the way that i did or why i had certain triggers and because i knew what it was to feel judged it kind of gave me more empathy and to be more open-minded to not judge people because I was at that other end. Mm. Kind of saying that there's a reason why this person is the way they are. Mm-hmm. So for me, growing up in the western part of Africa and being the first of five automatically means that you, you're you born with mother. a lot of responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of responsibilities. That now what's the gap between the first and the second person? Like the, your t- Me and my brother's like a year and five months. Oh, yeah, so it's like as soon as they gave that to me, like, <laughs> they just conceived it. <laughs> if you do the math in terms of you know, so and by the time I was seven, I had like four, um, three younger siblings that I was. You know, I remember even washing the diaper of my baby brother when I was seven. They didn't have huggies then; we had to wash by hand. Oh yeah, I, I remember by washing hand. my brother's the also. poop and the pee diapers. Yep, you soak it in water. You have to like scrape. Oh, that, that's yeah. too much information. Let's just go on. <laughs> that one is a, is a grown up by now, and and then when my parents thought they were done having kids, and then six, approximately six years after, they had another wonderful boy. So the um, gap between you and the first is about twelve. Yeah, the last was about yes, yes. I was in high school. If you lived in the north or somewhere. Yeah, I know. I should, yeah, exactly. Like, you should make I fun of that because that girl was being forced enough, into, 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 forced into it, but I was old, old enough to give back to him. Yeah. And so, you know, I found myself in this, just like, there are no spoken rules, but I assumed a lot of responsibility quickly. Well, I was to look after my siblings and feed them, wake them up in the morning, bathe them, get them ready for school. I just got very good at managing a home. I was, you know, I remember when I was even in my early teens saying that, going back to the analogy of people who are being forced into marriage, that if somebody gave me away right now, I knew how to manage your home. I knew how to raise kids, but of course, I don't know the husband part. Mm-hmm. But that was how I was leading with high level of responsibility. And as a firstborn, you are the yardstick of perfection. 
Mm-hmm. So everything you do has to be perfect from the word go. Mm-hmm. So I grew up not knowing what grace or method was in that sense because no one teaches you like, this is how you do it. And then you make a mistake. They go really hard on you because you're supposed to be an example for the yoga. I was like, can you see the eye looking after? So as a result of that, I became an, a high achiever very quickly. Um, well, and of course, the, the, the prediction or the judgment was I had to be a physician right from when I was two years old. So... Going, your parents set that out for you yeah my dad wow i didn't have a choice or an option of what career to choose it wasn't like you would tell me it was not just like what i was going to choose but also the school i was going to go it's like doing an exam exam to get into john hopkins or harvard for the school of medicine it has to be harvard and it has to be medicine thing so having that choice taken away from me and you know that's how you know my path went on you know to that with and everything was just kind of like always doing things and viewing it into you know but daddy be happy with this and things like that. so i've always had this high (coughs) set for me and i've always achieved so much rather quickly and very early that it just became my new normal mm. and as i moved into my adulthood and did a lot of things it was like your mindset is always on to the next thing on to the next and like not I'm knowing how to bench. enjoy mm. what moment, you've done yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like on to the next and what, yeah for example when i was convocation speaker in grad school and people walked up to me saying oh my god we saw you up there and we're like crying i'm like like what's wrong with this one to me it was nothing my mind was okay what am i going to be doing with my life after this it didn't even though i won awards and i had all this thing and it was like oh yeah an inspiration i couldn't just take those comments because also that wasn't something that i grew up with hashtag daddy issues (laughs) but anyway i mean thankfully you know finding myself a lot of therapy A lot of therapy, girl. A lot of praying, a lot of grief counseling, a lot mm. of, you know, just finding yourself an inner healing. I've gradually, with the help of friends and like you and those who affirm me, help me to see who I am and what I am worth. Like, you are worthy you just know, as just you, are. you are. You are born you, worthy. Yeah. It's not about what, what you've you do, done or what, what I mean. Yeah. And actually, Enough. I was inspired by a very close friend of mine here, and I don't know if she listens. Her name is Becky, who I love her because she was high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's blonde, and she's just like a sweetheart to mm. me, and like, literally adopted me into her family. Becky called Beyonce. And seeing that she didn't have as much as I did, whether education or whatever, and she and her husband are so happy. You mm. know, life was in partners. How can people not have this much and be happy? Mm. I want that because I had my first degree, I wasn't happy. I had my second degree, and I was, I was like, I'm gonna have the third one. Like, oh, hold on, who are you trying to prove something to? And that was when the search of finding myself began. Wow, when you were talking, I was just thinking about some things. You know, just thoughts that collect around my head as they usually mm-hmm. do. What would you say is one thing this has dropped you off as far oh. as, you know, um, comparing the Tolu that was in um, Idiaraba, you know, um, college yeah. and the Tolu now. Yep. What's that one thing that you can see, you know, that, that you found, like the way you grew up, your lived experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that one thing that, you know, you've been robbed of? You know, that's a very great qu- question. And I say they say this in trauma that, you know, sometimes we cannot remember a lot about your childhood. There must have been something there yeah. your that, brain, your brain that your brain, to brain is trying you. to protect. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about the body, that book called The Body, body Keeps the Score. score yeah. And as I began to dig deeper into who I am and who I was and seeking healing, I just started having this feeling like there was something I'm supposed to remember. Because for some reason, I can't remember like the first six years of my life. Me too. And I felt like life started for me when I was seven. And the reason why I remember seven was that was when I got super responsible raising my siblings, yeah. like taking them to school and things like that. Yeah. And um, I know I grew up with just a lot of fear 
fear of consequences, fear of punishment, yeah. fear of, you know, it has to be right from the first time. I don't like to repeat work. And um, just, you know, I didn't know what it was to be like a child. So I'll tell you, like a few years ago when I was trying to, uh, you know, here, you see how people go for a kids' date and they're in the park and they're just shining their teeth. And I'm like, what? like, why are you so happy? <laughs> you know? And that's because I didn't know what that was to feel like a child. I became an adult right from, yeah, and you, you, just, know. you know. Um, so yeah. I, you know, again, being a researcher and being a keen observer and very introspective, I decided to, you know, test myself as a subject in this environment. So there was this year I had a plan. I took myself to Disney World. I love, I feel like there's always been an adventurer in me, but never knew how time, to yeah. tap into that. I went to, you know, the beach. I went to SeaWorld. I, by you know, yourself? By myself. But, and, you know, everyone was like, wow, how can you go on vacation by yeah. yourself? And the reason why I did that was it's almost, it was almost like sa- mm, very sacred for me. That's what I was trying to find. Mm. Like, I wanted to Found be mindful again. and oh. observe myself in this environment and see how do I respond. Mm. You know, for example, because the environment we grew up in is bordered by the Atlantic Ocean, there are a lot of beach. I remember my mom would take us to the beach and she would be so scared. She's like, don't go by the water because there are all these things so of why kids you, Why did you come? Why you bring us to the beach, mother? Well, put your legs in the sand, I guess. <laughs> but there was this fear of being by the water. So when I told my friend, I t- the one I mentioned earlier, Becky, she told me, I want you to, like, even, you know, you don't know how to swim, but put your legs in the water, let it get to your knee level, take a picture and send it to me. So she challenged me to conquer my fear. Mm. You know, I remember I was so excited. I was like, wow, this is a beach. Something that has always been you could uh, see, introduced you by fear, yeah. you know, from... A, a well-meaning mother but it's put it that way and i had to overcome that and i saw myself i was so happy yeah. i was taking in my environment watching people i was like wow and let me tell you the funny thing so when i went to disney world and you know a lot of times is where families would go mm-hmm. lovers couples and i was by myself which mm-hmm. that i got to know was a very bold move but i was by myself on all the rides and trying to experience something that i didn't have a memory like i wanted to feel like a child again trying to see will this thing help to bring out the child Child in me will this thing help me to know how to have fun but here was the thing because i'm very uh, methodological so my fun plan was like one two three and on the top of my fun plan was skydiving and so because Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so I went through all my fun plans in a short way because I just, just like I rushed through life. Yeah. Just going through everything. I took it almost like an achievement, like a dissertation. I went through it. I did rock climbing, bungee jumping, a hot air balloon. And then when I got to the peak, I was like, okay, what, what else? Mm. And that was my peak. And so maybe if any of the listeners have something fun for me to do, I'll be willing to try that. So having to know that joy or experience that joy or just being present or what it means to be. And not to do was something that I didn't know what that was, and I've been trying to build in my adult life. Thank you so much. Like, um, <laughs> like <laughs> as we were talking, I was just seeing fragments and pieces of my, you know, myself in there. Yeah. And I promise I, I was listening. <laughs> um, I think about like I don't want to go too hard on our parents, you know, because I feel like every generation has a blame for the generation before it, you know. And parenting is something that doesn't come with a manual. Yeah, it doesn't. You only and every child is different. And every child is different. Yes. There's no, you know, one size fits all. Yep. And you know, 
and Which i know for, like parenting is different like the way chinese you know parent the way chinese parents raise their kids yeah might be different from the way african parents or nigerian parents raise their, raise yeah. their kids mm-hmm. and you can only do better from what was handed to you by your yes, own parents exactly you know so even in uh talking about your parents or things that might come out about my parents yes i just want the listeners to know that we are not saying oh we think we're gonna make pro- no we can only do we thank our parents for giving us that template we can only make you better you know better yes. than narratives and all that and may i add something at sure. this point so here is the thing you know my journey which i've shared with you is again we talked about starting with this with empathy when you know somebody's story it helps you to give them grace to forgive them a lot of times everybody even parents they are adults who maybe had their own wounds that they didn't deal with it and they brought it into their life to say you know a lot of times it's good intention my dad wanted to <laughs> like you. i wanted to have a good education i wanted to be a doctor because doctors always have a job and they always have money and they, you know it might be well intentioned but yeah. it's the way of going about it that could be damaging or yeah. can be very traumatic which was in my case but again also got to understand you know for the listeners out there if you ever gone through this like what does your ch- the childhood of your parent look like yeah. so one of the things that was helping you know my mom says i'm like oh your dad didn't know any love but he was one of the kids so his dad <laughs> you know in those days where men showed their wealth by the amount of kids and children they have Marry his dad wives. has seven wives and my, da- and my mom's dad my dad's mom was wife number seven she was the baby i was she was the baby wife she was just 18 or something according to the story and at the point she left this old man abandoned her kids in the main house so everybody has to fend for themselves so there wasn't like i see you i know you yeah. i want to have a relationship with kind of thing and that was how he grew he up, grew up yeah. so even though and again there everyone has to take responsibility for, for their, their actions, lives yeah. but a lot of times we don't know if you're not aware and mindful about changing that so yeah when i knew that it gave me you know that i remember the very well the day the skills fell off my eyes i literally begin to like choke up and like bore my eyes from my dad like wow i can't even imagine how hard his childhood was and you know in his own way passed down the pain but it is my choice to walk out from that and again what we talked about earlier break that cycle and not pass it on so yes they did they did everybody is doing the best they know how to at every point in life so they believe that if they knew better hopefully they'll do better yes exactly and that was like my dad too like until i realized how he grew up that the indifference i felt towards him yeah was more of compassion yeah and just understanding that this person they did better than your dad Yes. And the hope is that even uh, even us as you know mothers to be, yep, will do better than our moms, and yes. you know, just keep getting better. My dad and I don't say this because if he ever gets like he did better than his own dad because his own dad wasn't even gonna send him to school as an education. Yeah, yeah. There was a story I said it's one of the wives who actually stood up and said if you're gonna send my while my child to school, you have to send this boy to school. And I remember growing up, one of the things my dad always emphasized so much was education. education. Yeah, my oh dad, my God, is education. Dad, I don't think he would allow any one of us just get married without having a future plan. So thank thankfully and thank God for him, he ensured we went to the best schools, we went to private schools, he even I'm not saying he made us hungry, but even if he didn't, it's like education was very, yeah, very key. Yeah. So that was his own way of doing better than yeah, his own dad. Yeah. And that's I mean, without that, without my dad and mm-hmm. my mom sacrificing, because I during my episode with my dad, yeah, I talked about how we didn't have like the best housing condition, yeah, because they were early starters themselves. They put mm-hmm. everything into our education. Without yes. that, I wouldn't be speaking good English right here. Of course, I won't be here, you know, with a PhD and you know working because they they saw that 
you know, this was the best they could do. Uh-huh. And in doing all of that, they broke their backs. So for my dad, he was just emotionally disconnected. Yes. You know? <laughs> and so I can't really speak to that without acknowledging all the privilege that came with the sacrifices they made. Yeah. Because to them, to him, he did better than his dad because his dad couldn't even afford it. My dad paid his way through school. Yes. He would hawk stuff and walk yeah. miles and miles to school. Yeah. And sometimes go home hungry. And for me, you know, I kind of picked that up growing up with my siblings because what I received was aggression. I passed it out onto them yeah. because being responsible meant if they didn't turn it just out makes right. You, it makes you yes. angry sometimes. But I saw as I was growing that I don't want to be this way. So I started using that opportunity I had as an older one to begin to practice how I was going to raise my own kids by having a kind of relationship with my sibling where they were, can talk to me. And I hope my sister will forgive me if I say this. When I was young and I had my period, I didn't even have the kind of relationship with my mom to tell her. She didn't even know. I was so scared. She didn't have that conversation with me. She didn't have the talk with you. She didn't have the talk with, with me, no. My mom did. And so um, when my sister started, I was a, she, was, she told me. My sister came to tell me. I was the one she told and it made me feel so good like wow she, she has a, yeah she yeah. could talk to me because yeah. i knew what it wasn't to have anyone to talk i didn't to. have sisters <laughs> but thankfully so, my mom told me about but it but also with my brothers is like they want to make a decision they can talk to me like building a relationship with them where they can have that conversation with me because yeah. i didn't have somebody go ahead of me and i couldn't have that for my so i started learning how to undo what was handed over to me by using my siblings as a template to do that. That didn't mean I didn't make a lot of mistakes because I didn't have any mentor or yeah. coaching, but it was a, a, a kind of shift to see that I don't want to pass this on. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly, what would you rather do right out of medicine? If you had a choice to do <laughs> what would you have done? Uh, you know, you laugh I'm like a chipmunk. Has anyone told you that? <laughs> like, like a chipmunk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Alvin or Theodore. Oh my God. Okay, no one has told me that. That's a new one. <laughs> Okay, stop it. Because I know where this is going to end. Just stop no. right there. That's a great question. So one of the things I've also experienced to life is confusion of who I, you know, that kind of, well, the summary is I have a very strong creative side, which mm. I You didn't. write well. Yeah. Oh, you write, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have, you right. know, have a, you know, you know, just writing, like speaking. I remember I was always, I loved the art. I could like do some impersonation. Just there's this strong artistic side that makes you just feel so alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very curious. But also growing up in an environment where I had to be a specific thing. Oh, you couldn't ask questions. Oh, yeah. So I remember one time my, you know, I think I was on Facebook because right now I'm not. And my mom, <laughs> she made a coach was like, wow, you wrote so well. You wrote so well. And she was like, because saw a lot of people commenting on whatever it was that I wrote then. She's like, you know, you, you can always even be a writer if you don't want to be a doctor. And my man, I know I didn't say this. I was like, man, mom, you're 15 years late because I've been writing. But I always kept it to myself. And I was yeah. also scared about who I was. So it's something that I've also had to navigate in. Like, do you need to choose one thing? Yeah. And I know some people might have noticed what they call multipotentialists or multiples where in the past called Renaissance people where you have things like, um, um, I don't know if it's Michelangelo, one of these great artists who they are also mathematicians, yeah. they are philosophers, they are artists. Because that's how they taught them then. The yes. Method. Like, you, you know, have to be yes. master of, you know, Ex- Exactly. So and I enjoy... Like, scene or architecture. Yes. Took everything. And I, yeah, just like learning. But even if, I mean, you're an expert. I mean, you could be a physician and be an expert, but then if it's not like there's something new that is driving both the right and left side of my brain, that, that might be... Um, an issue. So back to the question, if I could choose anything else, it's just that like, took you like two minutes. But what I'm saying is that it can't be one thing. That's why I kind of lay that. So you just be like an artist. I know I'll be an entrepreneur because I love problem solving. It's not too late, though. <laughs> well, actually, if you remember very well, remember that I ran a business in med school. 
Pure water? No, rem- no. I had a rem- I had a business. I was selling different things, like Indonesia. Elk, everything. It was like a wow. mini Walmart in my room. Wow. I don't know Look if you remember you. them, but but yeah, what I are never those? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never I don't know what like, floor were you? Oh, I, I was know. in. So one time I was in um um. I don't know if I ever bought from it. Room one two one. I actually have the fly. I found it on my computer one day when I say bio. I started with Valentine cakes actually, and let me tell you what started that was. You baked them. My aunt baked them. Ah. Uh. I wasn't getting money to support myself. I was struggling. And med school was so cheap. No, it wasn't cheap. It can't be cheap when you are going to Unilag and you have like three three kids in Unilag. At no, the same I'm just time. saying like tuition compared like you know. Well, I mean, depending on the family you come from, but it wasn't cheap. Well, the summer was I was getting the same allowance that I've been getting for the past four years, and and because I was you know I was and I still am a Jesus girl. You know, I didn't have boyfriends. I didn't have the nerve Point. to have sugar daddy. daddy. <laughs> so I didn't know how to raise capital, right? And mm. so I began to think and strategize. Is like I'll start a business, which was really crazy at the time because we didn't have enough time <laughs> to actually study to bed. So that's how I hustled to you know, support myself. Yeah, and just yeah, like you know, I didn't know how. <laughs> I didn't know of any other ways, you know, to do that. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. And so I've always, you know, wanted to experience that again as an entrepreneur and. And um, when I did a, an assessment, I did strong strength finders. I did my briggs and all this to find myself. Yes, mm-hmm. it's kind of like consulting would be ideal because it brings all your talent and skills together yeah. where you can use your creative problem solving and all of that. So I don't know what exactly the name will be, but I'm sure it's going to be a combination of different things that okay. satisfies both sides of my brain and that is okay <laughs> just like you you know you're a researcher you're a podcaster you're a writer you're a facilitator you're a speaker you're just like i just get everything easily. fantastic this is just my way of expressing like outlets to kill my boredom to kill your boredom okay like i'm um, following <laughs> thank you for that um so one thing that i um it took my friends telling me mm-hmm. from like different times and even you know, my loved ones, not my friends mostly, yeah. Yeah. Telling me different times that it finally sunk in. Yeah. And that was how I hid myself from the world. Oh. You know? Mm. Um, like I don't hiding? know if it's a personality thing or it was the way I grew up or coupled with the fact that I was used to taking care of people. Yeah. And I didn't really, you know, care for myself. Mm-hmm. But I just hid myself away from the world. Like, I didn't yeah. want people to know my time. I didn't want to... Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to be called out like for doing something. Good. Oh yeah. Because being called out was just like whatever. Don't whatever. Feel I done, being you know? seen. Like there was just this guilt that always carried around me. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm just someone's gonna shout at me. Yeah. Like that was my greatest fear. Like someone's just gonna come into the room. How dare you? You know. How dare you? And I don't know if you experienced that as well. Daring great. You know, just Shannon Brown. Shout out Brandon Brown. Brandon Brown. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I just want to ask, did you experience that as well? Like, how you just hit yourself? Oh, wow. Uh, yes. I remember, remember when I did back then, I used to sing in, in choir and, like, oh, fellowship true. and even concerts. Here, right? What's no, that? sorry. Um, bands and... Yeah, I used to sing. And, yeah, I used to sing. And the thing Sandwich. was that if I was just by myself and singing, thinking no one is around, and someone turn around, someone is there, I just stop. Again, I didn't know what that was, but just like this fear of I don't want them to know mm-hmm. that I can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I would just hide it. And um, it was, you know, again, working on yourself. And I'm like, well, I perfected the art of hiding. Yeah. You know, I could be in a meeting. And <laughs> one time I had somebody with me and it was uh, a comedy show for doctors, scientists and all that. And, all that. and the person was like, how many doctors are here? 
and I didn't even raise up my hand. And the person with me was just like, you didn't raise up your hand. Because I look at it, I was like, nobody would take me seriously. Yeah. Why am I here in a comedy show? Uh, so it's that thing. And I think, you know, going on the spiritual side is the fear of being seen. And it's a lie, you know. It's a lie from the picture of hell that makes you feel like you're not worthy yeah. of being seen or heard yeah. or known. Because sometime in your life, somebody didn't really see you. Yeah. So again, going back to print, I remember growing up. The only time you were seen was... If you did something wrong, relationship was very instructional. Yeah, it's not like, oh, how how was your day? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the name of your best friend? What did you do in school today? Mm -hmm. What do you like? (laughs) But every single one of us, we have. um, Our stories need to be heard. Remember when you invited me first time for this podcast? I was like, ah. I don't know. I don't have a story. Yeah, I was going to be hiding. Like, I don't want anybody to know. But the truth is, our stories can help and heal someone. Heal and you first. Yes. But also, you know, there have been a lot of... One of the things that I respect about your show is there are a lot of... I don't want to say, like, taboos or things that are hidden in shame and silence in our society and communities that you talk openly about. Yeah. You know, where people want to make us feel like there's something wrong with us. And you're like... Like recently, you had something happen to you. I, you know, I don't need the to say. The miscarriage one. Yeah, you, you know, can say, yeah, I can you say. Can say today, you actually. Say, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know if yeah, I mean, okay. wanted to make it. It's out know, there. It's out there. <laughs> so that's another that was like, yeah. my goodness, yeah. it's out there. And I mean, you know, our brand was almost like, and when you did that, you opened because you shared some of the voice messages people left for you, like yeah. the immense amount of support. Yeah. And I can't appreciate how much pain I have navigated alone. First of all, because I'm not supposed to show that I'm weak. Again, asking for help means well. being yeah, being an, intro, an introvert, someone who analyzes things, thinking it was my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that professionist side is like, mm-hmm. if I did it right the first time, this shouldn't have failed. Mm-hmm. You know, judging ourselves and criticism and guilt. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that is that thing about fear of being seen mm-hmm. and heard. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though I've always sang one sh- way, shape, or form, I even noticed recently, and this was in the past year, when that began to slide off me, my voice got better. You know, I could sing, I could project, I could hit notes that I didn't think I could. I got even more opportunities to sing solo, you know, because I was now really showing myself of hiding, like, well, I can only freestyle or I can sing Adelaide. jazz, you know? And, like, everybody else is singing. I'm Ooh. loving this new Tolu, <laughs> Like, yeah. I just keep doing this, like, you know, flashback of Tolu, yeah. like, Tolu in college and Tolu yeah. now. This new Tolu uh, yeah. is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for the props, you know? Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm smoking hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but the thing is, we, it's not serving. And I remember two years ago, I was like, what is going to be your goal for this year? It's like, yeah. you always, if you listen to your own negative self-talk, like, how is this everyone? Like, I am going to be my own best friend. And I tell you, that was not easy in any way. Because it was a cautious, yeah. a cautious decision I had to make, which means, how would your best friend, you know, I know, I have the gift of helps and encouragement. I can encourage somebody out of the pit of depression. depression. But I can't do that to myself. Because we don't have, we don't, we never sit down with ourselves. We're used to just doing stuff for other people as a yes. firstborn that, that time you look for yourself, you rather drown with activities. Like, yes. you rather do everything. I call it the matter syndrome. I call it matter syndrome. Where you give yourself over to other people. It's like, okay, what does it look like taking your own advice? And the way that manifests oh, in my life is like, you have a birthday, right? And I'll say, okay, Tolani's birthday is coming up. I need to get her something. I might get you like something really nice and expensive. Even if I have don't have the money, I'll yeah. strong myself to. But my own birthday, I'm, I'm just going to be at home. 
I'm praising Jesus and everything's gonna Netflix be fine. You know, and I remember one birth I had, okay, Lord help, and I'm like, uh one of the mutual friend that we have was asking what I was gonna do and I was like, I don't know, maybe the I'm one that doesn't talk to us anymore. <laughs> don't care, call us. <laughs> and, and, I was like, and I was like <laughs> 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 Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and i said and i cool which was like out of so i'm like i'm gonna try me a brazilian wax which is like jeez no i'm just saying i like, didn't see that coming like, exactly. you that example exactly girl shit let's care okay <laughs> but here's what i'm saying it's like what is it but even it was very something very was like i've been wanting this perfume that is nice and maybe it's like 150 dollars well i can get myself Treat this perfume for, exactly so it was something Hashtag i had to yourself. learn you know, being my own best friend wasn't a one-day thing. It's a journey I've been on. It's mm-hmm. in a on to remind myself, yeah. even in relationships, like setting bounds. Like, this person has been emotionally abusing me, and I love them. But if you love someone, if you were talking to your own best friend, what would you tell them to do? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, taking your own advice sometimes could be the hardest thing. But it's, it's been a, a lot of growth for me. Yeah. So, uh, what's only just sitting there reminding me. <laughs> Remember we used to be pen pals, but you know oh, I, I did. I sent you a postcard. Remember, you know why I couldn't write, right? Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it now, I get it now. Yeah. So just ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um there was this analogy I had given about how because we, we you know, we grew up interrupted as kids. Yeah. And how it's time now to and I the, I I don't know if you remember the analogy. It was a child yes. that I walked into the kitchen because I saw it like a vision. Like mm-hmm. a child in the corner of the kitchen. You know, um, with rags on and just yeah. you know, calling like carrying hiding. over, uh-huh. just hiding. And I looked at her and I went to her and I, you know, told yeah. her to get up. And I put a, you know, put out a seat for her and then sat her by my table. Like, what do you need? And then I, you know, made her a cup of coffee. And then I was wow. like, I'm sorry, I ignored you because ignored I had you. to just remember. Oh wow, I'm having chills as you're saying child this. That child, it's never too late to bring back. You know, because <laughs> until we reconcile, yes. The child we were with the adults we've become. Yep. Our life is fragmented. Yeah. Like I said, I went through a lot of counseling. One of the recent counseling was actually grief counseling because I had to grieve. I had to really grieve so all the years thought. and the relationship. I mean, it was important. And you know, someone does therapist, they will say, what do you see? How old was she? Yeah. And I remember, you know, there was some specific age for this young girl that is scared, but and just like emotionally deprived and i need just like acknowledging that you need that and it, took a, it takes a lot of courage you know especially in this culture where we just want to do stuff and hang out she and it's fast. like those who are my friend are my friends because they really really love me because if i am tired you don't want me around because first, yeah, you know first of all like and i'm tired i'm not going to be you know fun but the truth is is better for me to rest recuperate and then i can talk your ears off mm-hmm. so someone is really my friend and i'm like saying i don't want to disappoint her but i'm tired i'm not feeling good can i can i have that emotional safety to say i really want to hang out with you but i am tired but i need i need to rest now so i can be of use to myself and of use to you and the nation and usually exactly it's like oh i wouldn't rest because i need to meet all these people's needs so not being feel not feeling guilty about identifying my own need you know in our culture it's like there's this shame thing like yeah. you don't want to be priding you yeah. don't want to be guilty yeah. but it, there's nothing guilty you know it's status even they kind of spiritualize everything like love your neighbor as yourself as yourself yep. as yourself so if you don't love yourself like 
how can you so even when i meet people who are like toxic or people are so hard on on other people mm-hmm. it's because they are hard on themselves, on themselves yeah. the more i became more gracious and kinder to myself that's when i, I found that yeah i found that, that i was more gracious and kinder to be like you know you don't know what they are going through maybe they had a rough money it's not me like making allowance for other people so wow. being kind you know something you have to learn because you don't ex- you didn't experience it first and you yeah. you almost it's, it's like a gift you know i was talking to one of my friends who was a coach and i was like do this you know i didn't need to do that and, and she was like wait hold on but how can tolu support tolu now yeah. and i thought you know i knew myself so when i could always give like answers immediately that question sent me like okay i don't have any boys standing in my life right now to support me how can i support me and it takes little things like taking a bath you know, by yourself. you know, or diffusing essential oils yeah. or just playing common music and just letting your head rest. And it, this thing sounds very trivial, especially if you come from the kind of background and culture where like, you are wasting water. <laughs> you My know? friend got what are you that doing? What is that flower music? You know, but flower oh music. my goodness. I've had a day where I had a 24 hour silent meditation and, you know, my head was very, very busy at the beginning of the day just align my and by evening not talking to anyone not with my phone i began bawling my eyes like i started having some shift perspective shifting things just started falling into place just you know being quiet and listening to myself mm-hmm. so it's something that i would encourage you know be, folks out there who are so busy and i was like on to the next and on to the next and take some time to be uh, with yourself um the final block of my question would be this okay um <laughs> so one of the things I realized was mm-hmm. in this thing I had with my dad where, yes. you know, it had just, it, it was frozen in time in such a way that I was still that scared little girl about, you know, consequences of things that I had done. Yes. And um, in getting married mm-hmm. and being in a house with a man. Yes. And I mean, my husband, you know him. He's, yeah. He's a sweetheart and he's all adorable. that. And he's, yeah. <laughs> adorable time you are adorable what's up baby <laughs> <laughs> and um he can be adorable he uh, can be <laughs> okay we'll take that he's but he's you know he's been very patient he's been very understanding yeah. mm-hmm. i don't think he knew what he was signing for when oh, he said okay. <laughs> i mean i can be i'm many things but you know i don't lack self-awareness yep i don't think he knew and i think he probably would still choose me over and over again because he, he always says that yeah um was just the That's first few years knowing, of marriage knowing all the i know and then yeah. you you're resisting that temptation to jump ship like you know <laughs> i'm done you know yeah and that stability mm-hmm. actually derailed me because mm. i was such a mess that i felt like it would have been easier for him to just leave me you know yes like rejecting someone who loves you because you didn't know anything the pain. Yeah, exactly it's the like pain how can you love me is better I'm than the uncertainty of pain yeah so you do stuff mm. that you just want to push the person away and just yes. prove that well you're gonna leave anyways or yeah. you're just gonna shout at me or but he just never did and the yeah. more he was himself the Aww. harder i was and of course being the you know dramatic nigerian that i can be <laughs> i will act as one and season two and i will come in like a trailer you know and um oh but i realized that i was becoming oh my, my father God, you know i was becoming my father and mm-hmm. there was just that part of me that you know i hadn't healed and so i had to come to terms with that 
Yes. And I've had to apologize to him for just making the first years of my marriage really hellish. Yeah. So I know you're in a relationship now. And <laughs> I have met him and I think he's totally adorable. <laughs> and <laughs> I am a blessed woman, that's for sure. And I know, I told you about this, you know. There's still, there's still a lot of work to be done in us. Yes. You know? Christ, the hope of glory, right? Christ, the hope of glory. Keep getting better day and by day. Find, like, even having a good man. Yes. You know? And we just... I think there's a part of us that just wants to prove that you're just like my dad. You know? Mm. You're just going to be like... Either we want to yeah. make them like our dad or we do things that are like our dad. Yes. You know? And so, what would you say was the hardest thing for you being in a relationship? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have a laugh so much like this in a while. Yeah, that's a great question. And the truth is, you know, I mean, we've known each other, we're about the same age, but now you see all your friends getting married and having kids, and like, ah, uh-uh, Lord, what I do? Like, why have you forgotten me? And, you know, it's just something like it wasn't happening. Maybe I was just very picky, or I was just mean to make men do our kind. I don't know. But the truth is, just being single for that long uh, gave me time to really work on myself. And, I think for for a long time I didn't think I was ready because of I didn't want it to find me, mm-hmm. and I was just focused on myself and working on myself. And it, you're right; it's like when you're done one layer and, th- and you think you're done, mm-hmm. something else shows up. Well, like an onion, girl. Yes, and so I'm so thankful that you know I had a significant event that happened to me last year yeah. that just turned my world around. It was like you think. <laughs> I thought my life was bad. This one was like bad, bad. We're done. It was. I went through so much on my own that many times I just you know why am I why am I even alive? You know, if you go, nobody will know. And um, just you know, continue your life. And uh, like I was telling you in the car that there were times things were so bad that I mean there were times I almost overdosed because the pain the pain was too much. The pain of being in that place, emotional, mental, everything, just not knowing what, and then being by myself, you know, without family, and then at this point, I glanced to where Tola's boyfriend was sitting. He actually sat on the floor, um, just a little bit, you know, away from where we were, and I could see him crying. He was crying again. That part of you where is like you've always like when you talk about resilience this is it i'm not i'm not playing i'm not putting my pride but i know i have it and i like gone through so many things and i'm still alive mm-hmm. and just being to stay away everything i've tried in the past that would work wasn't working for me mm-hmm. and i felt like Cause it you that, again i began tr- to blame that streak me. of success yes. and then life so I, I just thought you know i started thinking i'm mentally weak there's something spiritually wrong with you right did you think mentally that weak well? but even the spiritual thing i did everything i fasted i prayed i did declaration i did meditation i did praise <laughs> love and light and then (laughs) nothing it just felt like the hole got deeper and darker and because the year before i went to a season like that where i thought that god has you know is so big that i'm so small you had forgotten me and i had a personal encounter experience that showed me that god wasn't with me that lie started coming up again and i was like okay i'm not going to go through it you're not going to deceive me i know god is with me but i wasn't getting anything and i wasn't feeling helped and yeah you know i was at rock bottom and um the Central thing was my identity was confronted every day. It's just like if there are things on the surface that I was shoving down, they were like this bubbling. And I had no choice than to go head on, head on with the enemy or the devil, which you might think. So now you look at it like, look at it in the mirror. Who do you see? The enemy might be you. But all these identity issues, even things like you don't think you're 
uh, what they are being seen, heard, and known. Just like, who am I? Because everything that maybe I built my identity on Collapsed. wasn't working. You know, whether my career, my speaking ability, uh, you know, I love working out. I couldn't. Everything. Um, everything. My ability to support my family, uh, provide, encourage. I was volunteering for a lot of courses that I believed in. And I felt like nothing. And of course, you know, people like us, like, that is the worst feeling ever. You know, when you hear stories about men who lose their job and commit suicide because work is very important to a man. And someone who had worked all her life, <laughs> literally from a child who has been very independent, who other people look up to. Because I'm the one people come to. Because I had this caregiver identity was what my therapist called it. And so it's difficult for you to sit back and allow yourself um, to be taken care of. But this one, whether it's physical or spiritually, and you know, they say God works all things together for good. Mm. And like when Joseph told his brother, I said, you meant this thing for evil, but God God turned it around for good. And what happened to me was probably a plot to just wipe me out. But it put me in a place where... It wasn't about being humble. I was forced to be. I was my weakest ever. You know, like taking a breath or even thinking of a word was by God's grace. And I was at a point where you literally, I needed to be helped. <laughs> and it just started, in a way, it humbles your body, it humbles your mind and begins to give you a new perspective where you can't do anything but just. So the event Tolo was referring to here would be the car accident that she survived last year someone ran into her at an intersection or so and it was really bad i think she was in rehab for a while she had to regain use of some um i think bodily function and i think there was a point that she couldn't even use words she had to uh, you know undergo speech therapy and all of that i don't recall the extent of you know everything that went down but i do remember it being you know what you would call a ghastly motor accident so, um, and it's like questions that are coming to me, like the philosopher part of who am I? What am I? I and one of the Chan movie, yeah, have you seen that? Who am I? I <laughs> making light of it. Sorry, I'm a horrible person. No, no, I mean, it's okay. I believe, you know, by God's grace, the worst is over. Um, but the point was that. The question it was wasn't, I know, I know. The reason is, you know, like, how am I able to change all that? I'm talking about how my, the essence of that was broken, where I, I had no choice but to heal, yeah. to heal. And that healing meant receiving love. Wow. <laughs> she's no, she's with the boy. But receiving love is not in receiving love from a boy. It's even from a man, li- sorry. From, from what I man, it's not even about man woman relationship. It's just, just receiving love, knowing that you, you're loved for who you are. And you didn't have to do anything. Someone have bringing to you, you know, a meal or somebody flowers. you needing <laughs> flower. Flower. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not talking about that. What I found out is that I've always prayed for so many like, God, show me your love. But God has his love there for us. But because of the trauma and the unintentional way you've built up all these bars around your heart, like I'm protecting myself, but unintentionally you also shut love out Out, of the door. And I was in a place where... So it came in from a a person. Somebody came and I was like... "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, just... So it just consistently proved their friendship and presence 
consistently because consistency is the key there are many people tell you call me whenever we should totally have dinner sometimes <laughs> it ain't gonna happen <laughs> consistently yeah the things i feared i would expose and it was almost like nothing and even at that i still fought it you know and i realized that um again you know as a confess this person like i am sorry that it you know i was finding out for some things and i realized that i was seeing you know, through the eyes of my dad, where yeah. is, you know, the way I was raised was if, if I did something perfect, I don't hear anything about uh, it. Yeah. But if wrong, something yeah. really yeah. wrong, then there's a volcanic eruption. Junior father, stop doing that. <laughs> so I saw that. Up, yeah. And many times when I was scared about something, it's like, this is not your father. Yeah. This is not like this. I had to confess that and ask for You need to put that stuff in your mirror. Because I know you have some stuff in your mirror at home. Yes. You need to put that affirmation. I'm not your father. I am not your father. I'm your father. So, Star Wars. And I still resisted it. You know, I fought it. You know, because there were things that. You're still fighting it. I noticed that. Oh, please. But I know you've come a long way. Because I can imagine how much of a. You're still fighting it. There were things oh, you're gonna, you're, that you're I was gonna be being wrecked by love, girl. that had never been given. So I didn't know how to receive it mm. because it was not my normal. Yeah. Nobody didn't have had to, done that You didn't for have me. to work for it. Not a fr- exactly. Yeah. Because also the love I knew was performance-driven, was yeah. performance-based. Yeah. I didn't have to be a perfect girl. You didn't have to like, clean up after people. Well, I couldn't even do anything. I was worried about my image. Yeah. Uh, this person would think you're done. That was you're lowest broken. Point. I mean, that was yes. the worst time to ever get in a relationship. Exactly. Like, oh, like, this person didn't know when I was a Wonder Woman. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what's it in for you him? Know, like, you so know? <laughs> And so, but here's the breakthrough, Talani. Oh, so here's the breakthrough, Talani. Here's right the breakthrough. Yes. I had, you know, I don't want to say all this, all this on here, but nothing was changed. Nothing, no pains, or no, anyway. But I started noticing a little bit of difference yeah. when I started receiving the love. love. Yeah. Just the receiving. Just imagine how and much love being, giving people. And not being scared of what people think. But imagine all the love you've given people all these years. I know, right? <laughs> I know. It's like, like my friend would tell, we just love you. Just shut up your mouth and let us love you. And I'm like, why? One of my therapists was like, like, why would do you not do like, this why? for a friend? I would, even I someone like, I didn't know, I, I like, should do it. In a habit. Yeah. I have a friend who she will always respect me because she calls me, said her dad died, and within 15 minutes, I was in front of her door with a, I'm sorry, uh, condolence note and a coffee cup. And she's Caucasian. She was like, my goodness. She said, I've told like 30 or 40 people before you and you're the only person who came to my house and brought the coffee. And she's like, is this a Nigerian culture? I'm like, I don't know if it's Nigerian culture, but it you told stolen, me yeah. you lost your dad. And I'm there. I'm there. I left. And I think I was consulted for something and I was paid by that. I left the work and I'm like, my friend is, or somebody who called me and said, their pet was hit by a car. And you know, I was, you at the time I was scared of dogs yeah, which yeah. i had to walk on but you know in my mind i was you know i was it was 11 45 p.m and i thought and i was like are you I was like yeah we are the veterinarian they're treating the dog but in my mind i said i was like the person was with a friend and i said if they called me did they just want me to know but then i sat down i was feeling very uneasy i was like what would Tolu do so you went like, yeah in the middle of that but i didn't even see dog i said can i said where are you can i just come to give you a hug mm. i said are you kidding me of course i didn't even see dog but because their Just dog was an important part. Yeah, so uh, these are things that I would do for people in a heartbeat. But when it came to me, it was a little bit of a pride, though. I think it was pride too that was a lot of shame. No, a lot of shame. That we couldn't receive those kind asking. of love. 
Yeah. Or a lot of shame thing like I don't want this person to think that I am a little life exactly mm-hmm. and they see me as less meanwhile I can stand on my own. Yeah. But sometimes there's some pride to that. My friend made me aware of that. Uh, yeah. There's some pride to not being able to really receive the love we think we're giving. Yeah. Why should it be one way? Yeah. You know? I think love is full fully expressed when it's giving and when yeah. it's taking. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So it's a learning curve for me yeah. and I, I think it's that I think it is you'll be amazed at how much healing you have that glow of a woman that has been you know that has been loved you know look at you glowing so quickly just just in case he's listening to this you know which my spider sense tells me it's probably what would you like to say to him (laughs) what would I like to say to him I would say that (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) uh I would say that thank you for giving me a brand new start. <laughs> I don't thank like crying on my show because I can't stop. <laughs> First year. Thank you for being part of my healing journey and showing me what is possible. Because I, I think when I met you, I just I'd given up. I just I wasn't even thinking of it. A girl has to like knock me off the like. But it's, it, you know, I'm so thankful that we met. I have not regretted it one single day. <laughs> Even when we have arguments and I have my thug face on, it's just like, this is my favorite person in the world. Like, I am just, I'm really thankful to God to, I've met someone who loves me like a shepherd seriously you know it's not about the size or the look you know i just think oh it has like johnny bravo and all those things but it's about you mean terry cruz not johnny bravo because johnny bravo is (laughs) you know but it's you know very you know someone who truly cares out here like one of the things that i struggle with is sleep issues and somebody seeing you struggle i'm like things get is a wreck or things like that and would even be looking for ways are you crying, Tony? Just shut up. Okay. <laughs> you know, look for ways to ensure that I'm sleeping and when I'm not myself, cognitive, you know, my mind just encourage me. Mm-hmm. Never puts me on pressure to be anything. And, you know, just like a lot of things that we're worried about in life is truly nothing. Not you know, um, and I actually want, I think in a way it's answers to prayer because I wanted to know me and love me as me, not saying, Oh, look at me, I'm a doctor, I'm a smart, I have scientific published journal, I'm so smart, I achieved so so and so and so before I was 30. Who cares? So, what, what legacy would you leave? Yeah. And the most beautiful thing we can all experience is to be known and loved Unheard. as we truly are. Yeah. As a true, like one of the things I know, like I said, we've not seen in a couple of years, I'm just watching you in the past 24 hours we've been together. It's just like the amazing freedom you have in your person, like no BS in anyone. And just like, wow, it's just, it's so freeing. Yeah. It's so freeing. I'm like, that is freedom. There, yeah. But the only reason why you're there and thriving is that is because you have someone in your life yeah. who loves and uh, accepts husband. you unconditionally, yeah, who has seen you through the worst days and still believes in you. Yeah. You know, I remember saying that now, you tell me something and I was like, oh, how does I will feel about that? And mm. you're like, oh, it's my number one fan. It's my number, number one two, support. My, number my two. mom is number one. Yeah, you know, but, it's my just, mom but even knowing mm-hmm. that you have the support mm-hmm. of someone like that who sees you mm-hmm. and I think like your worst. It's just the craziness and it's still, uh, yes. it still wants to embrace it so we can implode together. 
who does that like love is not is not it's abnormal like you know yeah and i just you know want him to know that i do love him i mean you're gonna be fine and i'm so happy for you and it's just that assurance that the world might be going into into blaze i don't care yes i'm like i would care but i'm loved yes you know i'm loved somebody yes. knows my name yeah somebody cares oh, for yeah. me you know and i want to even do more for them mm. i want to be a better person like, even when i'm in the throes of depression yeah when my thoughts aren't mine anymore and i'm thinking like bad thoughts i think about them and their love like you know yeah me back home love right? is so powerful like you know i told you about when times i almost overdosed i told mm. you in car that the yeah. thing that held me back was the thought of a loved one yeah i was like i can't do this to this person yeah this person doesn't even know i'm struggling yeah. i didn't give them a chance like love is that powerful you know how the bible says the love of god compels us yeah love is so it's such a driving force that and just like that one thought just broke me that's like i can't do this yeah. to someone that i love so yeah i agree with you so finally um <laughs> as a future mom because i you know i see kids in your future we've talked about that when your kids do listen to this oh what kind of promises would you like to make for them before the promise based on how you grew up Things you like to do differently. Okay, okay. Okay, I don't know if I want to do problems. Things I like to do differently based on how I grow up is again identity. I wanna know you. Reaffirming the love. Yeah, I wanna know you. I want you to know you and I want you to know me. You know, <laughs> that that just knowledge is intimacy, is intimacy. So, so I didn't kids, have that yeah. parents who listen to me in fact i never had a voice mm. nobody listened to so you me. learn voices to your kids you'll know them you hope they yes know themselves. that they have a voice and then and it's worthy of being heard and they're worthy of being seen and they're worthy of being known so let me remind you too <laughs> you have a voice yeah you're worthy of being seen you're worthy of being heard thank you're you therapist yeah thank you you is beautiful <laughs> you is strong you is special <laughs> You is uh, wonderful oh and you goodness. is a survivor. My glasses are falling into my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> you is a survivor. You is a survivor. Mm. And you're thriving now. So I'm if you really say so. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy at the considerable progress you made. Yeah. And, you know, I know. I'm sure some would listen to like this is not they would like not, I'm school. telling you. They'll be like, no, and she's like, they'll, so they'll happy. Be like, they'll be like, wait, is this the same? I'm sure it's I'm gonna get all messages like, like eh. This is Tolu. This is Tolu. This is the same Tolu. Like, are yes, you sure? I'm like, yes. yeah. And she wasn't drugged oh, up. I promise she's you that. She's not drugged. I'm telling you, know, you I don't I had to spend marijuana. almost 24 hours with her to be sure that this was the same person. You know what the Bible says? That he who the sun sets free is free. It's free indeed. indeed yeah. It's so true. Yeah. And I just want to leave this. I don't know if this is closing question, but anyone out there is like, I just want freedom. Like, Jesus paid that price that we don't have to carry all this burden. Uh, yeah. There are a lot of burdens that I was carrying. That wasn't that even yours in the first place. It's not even mine in the first place. So there exactly. are burdens people put on us from teachers expectations and kindergarten and school, mm-hmm. parents, friends, some well-meaning Even ourselves. Professors, even we ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it's not yours to carry. Jesus said, you should give that to him because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. So whoever is out there seeking freedom for like meaning for me, it took me like three decades to get here. And a lot of, you know, going around the same it's circle. Okay. It just but took you the, the right truth time. is that there is hope and the sun will shine again. And I believe that because if this is <laughs> so, you, I mean, this is the new year, I believe there's hope. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That <laughs> we were all that bad. Mm. Until you know Jesus rescued us and yeah. our loved ones, you know. But again, again, it's a lot us. of work. So I don't say this because all this 
Christian and they just leave everything on Jesus. Hey, you have your part to play. You yeah. can't be like like you have your part to play. You know, when I talk to some people like, Wow, you you know so much about yourself. Like I'm in my fifties and I haven't even figured this out. It's like oh, yeah. I put in the work. I know God helped me, but and I it's put not in the easy work. to sit very, down on yourself and like start pissing your yeah, life or together. Facing your own issues because oh, a lot of the times we want to check out, we want to seek comfort seeking behavior because yeah. it's easier. Mm-hmm. We wanna like there was a time when I was great, I used to I would do midnight snacking or and I was having all this issue, just like something to numb yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be movies, it could be shopping, all those things that could are be good. sex, it could be drugs, you know. They are temporary fixes. Some of my biggest breakthrough in therapy came on the day that I didn't feel like going. And I just thought, why am I even talking to this complete stranger who is making me rejoice painful encounter? And it would be that day that I'll learn something that would give me another level of progress. Like one other time when I learned I was very subject to manipulation because of my pleasing idea. Because, you know, I don't want, you know, if I live in someone's house, you know, I want, if you tell me stay in this circle, I'll stay there. So I'm very subject to being manipulated and controlled because I will do anything for peace, mm. which was something I learned growing up. It's like, just stay here and you will not offend anyone, mm. which is not healthy. It's but that not. was like, you know, I had roommates who did that. Just how I mean, you do begin to attract people in your life who do that to you. Yeah. But that came through therapy on the day that I wanted to give up. So that's just to say, don't just think, okay, I'm, I'm just going to I'm glad you praise your therapist by going. Because <laughs> it was a people pleasing skill that made you go to therapy so you could get that breakthrough that you needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've, I'm, I've been very open it. about therapy. Yeah. Therapy really helped me to learn radical acceptance of not just yeah. you know people around Reading me books. of myself yeah. you know resources. it's not easy but i tell you that it's probably the best thing you can do for yourself like knowing what makes you tick and knowing that a lot of these things you carry they're not your burden yeah. you need to give it back to the rightful owner <laughs> so you can live your life freely <laughs> you know and life just gets better but you you love yourself easy like i make fun of myself these days i laugh by myself i yeah. know that my sounds my sound crazy but i'm comfortable in my skin and you know, recently my grand just got rejected and I know the old me, I'll probably have been, you know, happy like over I like wrong. I'm just a failure. Yeah, but you know. but I, I realized the work I put into it. So I focused on that, like I knew how hard it was putting that ground together. Yeah. So I moved on I moved on quickly because I know success, right? next time, oh I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a walking success. Yeah. Just waking up every day. The yeah. things I've had to go through. Uh, so I always try to not compare myself with other people, but to compare myself to myself the day before. Mm, that's you know? a good one. Yeah, because if one. we compare ourselves to other people, we're not even accountable for their journey. And that's not fair. Yeah, that's It's true. not even fair to yourself. Like, if you somebody else comparing yourself place. to you, you're like, yeah. so, oh, if Tolu can do it, I can do it. How <laughs> dare you? Oh, my goodness. You know, so why do we do that to ourselves, you know? Yeah. So everyone, uh, um, this, this has just been... Good. I wanted to bring somebody else to just... I know her stories kind of sound similar, like she's going to sound like, you know, most <laughs> prodigy, but this is, I'm just trying to share another part of it so you can know that these are successful people telling the struggles they've been through and we're not trying to sugarcoat And they're still trying to navigate. Still trying to yeah. navigate. It's a, mar- it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, mm-hmm. but every day gets better and we're thankful for the loved ones in our lives yeah. who have served as a compass to help us, you know, see ourselves better or even like a mirror to or compass to point us to the true north yeah. or as a mirror to, you know, see something different than we're used to seeing. And the more we're reflected in those people and we see how, because I tell people my friends rescued me Mm. you know the way they look at me yeah i wanted to look at me that way yeah. you know and i'm like what you like i like what you, i had to even ask my, like, what you guys yeah. see in me like yeah. why do you keep oh. coming back and they're like no we see something else 
yeah. we get all of your craziness <laughs> but we know there's a method to the madness Ooh, but we still love you and so that was hard for me and so you can you listen to this you might be that person that rescues somebody from yes. self-destruction yeah. if you're in a place to love somebody love them wholeheartedly of course the conversations still need to be had you know having to talk to people of you know core behaviors to change but still love them at the very core of it. Oh, love yeah. them, love them, and be consistent through, yeah. because your love can be the person, can be that thing that changes people. Yes. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> you are most welcome. This has been fun, and I'm, I'm so excited to. How do you feel now? I, <laughs> you know, it's great because I can What's also see that I've had my p value is so significant right there you now. Go. Less than point zero one. <laughs> Upon zero zero one, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, you can see the change the switch from the first time you approached me to now. It's like I have more confidence. And you were even saying I shouldn't put your name. <laughs> like, yeah, must like, don't I'm even like, let them know I'm the one. That's I was like, doing the hiding mode, and she's like, she's like, okay, we're gonna. Oh, this girl is weird. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> Who's gonna do a podcast and not mention your name? Um, here's the ghost I'm interviewing. By the way, her yes. name is Casper. <laughs> Okay, oh my yeah, mind. Yeah, this is and this fun. was just April last year. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. I mean, love is just I think we just also love letting go. Loving I heart. A, I did a lot of letting go last year mm. in the midst of that crisis. Like letting go. Just shh. Sometimes you don't even have to do anything. Just just stop. Or oh, ask yourself, just stop. so what? <laughs> my yes, mom didn't love question. me enough. So, so what? what? You know, my dad didn't hug me. So what? I didn't win that grant. So, so what? what? I didn't get my job, so, so effing what? what? Yeah, no, no, it's true. It's kind of it just reduces that's the power of yeah. that thing over, over you. you. So because what? at the end of the day, what we're saying is that we were all born worthy. Yeah, you are worthy just because you are. I know, just are. like this kind of generations, like focusing, going back to who we are, the being instead of doing, and so yeah. and that, and that's you know where pure joy. And maybe I'm just. Because is, <laughs> is just so it's, it's almost as constant, but doing is it's so stressful. Even the word doing, I mean, I did a lot, and I still wasn't doing. happy. Like a freaking <laughs> clown in the circus, yeah. trying like juggle, juggle those balls or whatever they juggle. Yes, the paint. Yes. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. this was the show, people, and yeah. um, thank you so much for, for you know listening to us. This has been you know um, quite an exploratory ex. Um, what's the word? Freeing <laughs> episode with my friend. Um, I need to talk to me in Korean. And you say Someone say. Actually, no. I'm not the uh, two. So I don't I know what you're saying because she's, she's been bowing down to me since yesterday, guys. She <laughs> says. <laughs> oh, you need to stop Did you sleep well? Yes. <laughs> I take all the bowing down because I, like I have I'm, you here. You're just embarrassing me right oh, now. No, I don't it's good. Like it's fun. I've, I've adopted some Korean man, mannerisms. I've been texting a lot with Koreans, so I've been doing the bow, like just, I don't know. It's just second nature, whatever. You guys, so Caucasian guy opened the door for us, and my friend, my friend goes like going genuflexing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm yeah. Like, That's <laughs> I'm like, what's doing you? Anyways, this has been the show. If you have any, um, if you want to come on the show and just share your story as well as your process. Let me know. And yeah, this is the real Tolu. Tolu, Deborah. Oh, yeah, woman. Don't call me Deborah. That's kind of like Deborah, as you know. Tolu, it's Deborah. Deborah. Debbie. Debbie. Sorry. Tolu, Debbie. Oh, yeah, woman of um, um, former Medellin. So this, this has just been really wonderful. Um, check out www.mosibyl.com for Most more episodes. Mosibyl. I'm on Instagram and on Twitter on that handle. And if you want to come on the show, myself. you are one of welcome. Uh, let's share your story. Let's make the world 
a better place and let's you know connect to humanity now where's my one thousand dollars for sharing i'll send you monopoly dollars all right guys (laughs) bye peace Peace out out. more out (laughs) more out yay look at that (laughs) what is the trending at the end of the day i told you i told you really um that was a show and i have an update guys so um a lot has happened between then and now. Let's just say I'll be going to Denver next week. Actually, this coming week when this episode is going to be released. Where I'll be um, at a wedding for, you know, where I'll be celebrating the love of you know, some people you might know. And I just want to say happen here. So there you go. Um, congrats to the couple. You know yourselves. And I'm very glad to... Uh, say that i saw it happen you know i'm not gonna take all the credit for it but let's just say um congratulations josh and debbie <laughs> and thank you for letting me be a part of this i cannot wait to mc your wedding and we'll give that speech that i've been working on congrats guys and love you so much bye girl i say if only life would lean our way We'd run away to be wherever our adventure waits And time would be a distant memory Nobody could tell us to stay Well, I've been dreaming ever since I've seen